The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Jesus went out and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. The Gospel of the Lord. Whether, Whether you know it or not, you are currently in ordinary time. Ordinary time stands for the period between the our Trinity Sunday and the Sunday last before Advent. And uh, instead of meaning so-so or common, as we might think the word ordinary to be, there is another meaning of that word which um, we should pay attention to as Christians. And it arises from ordo, which means rule or way. And this period in our church's year was set aside for the education and edification of the members of the Church of Christ. And all sorts of matters uh, come up and are uh, dealt with in various ways. And I think the important question for us to address today uh, in our Lord's parable um, are the words uh, from Rachel. If it is to be this way, why do I live? If it is to be this way, why do I live? Now, she may be forgiven this cry of despair and desperation because in her womb she carried two children Israel and Palestine 
That's who she is carrying in her womb. Though, of course, they are very different politically. They are genetically very close to each other. And so we want to answer this question in the best way that we as Christians can answer it. Our parable from Matthew's Gospel, our, our, word, our Lord's words to us, uh, may be of some assistance in this matter. Uh, consider that a parable is uh, a story or a riddle which creates some sort of tension between people who are involved in the story for the purpose of teaching somebody else. And basically, our Lord uses parables in front of his own people, that is, the disciples. Remember also, he uses them in front of people in power who might threaten his very existence, and then he uses them, as today, in front of the hoi polloi, the common crowd. And all of these parables, to make it simple and straightforward, are to tell the listener about what is the kingdom of God like. What is the experience of following our Lord and taking all the chances and risks and perhaps even losing your life, what is that in comparison for the awareness of the kingdom of God? And so our story uh, today is uh, about a sower, God, a.k.a. God. That is our sower. And he casts seeds in various places. And we hear that one seed falls on the path. And we are told that that seed neither hears nor understands the word of God. And that's basically that. Then we hear of a seed that is thrown among the rocks and in a stony place. And at first, this, the message of God, the kingdom of heaven, is received with joy. But when there is danger, when there is sickness, when there is pain, when there is persecution, this seed cannot survive. And it says why? Because it has no roots. It has no roots. It cannot survive. And the next set of seeds are are cast into the thorns. And it says in the scripture that the seed takes root and grows, but that its development is strangled by the worries of the world, by the pursuit of wealth and power. And because of that, and because that is far from what the kingdom is about, that particular seed dies too. 
And finally, there's a seed that is thrown into quote-unquote good soil. It hears, it understands, it puts down roots, and it grows. And the thing about this seed is not that it prospers and does well. No. Instead, it grows into many different seeds, so numerous that the harvest is gigantic. Gigantic. In other words, this seed and the love of God make the seed be able to do things that it couldn't do on its own, that is, multiply itself. And that, I think, is the implication of what Jesus is saying. And he discusses this with with the crowd, and they wonder, they wonder how it could be that in this life where things happen, bad things happen, good things happen, how we must cope. Uh, Indeed, there is a a philosopher uh, who was also a Roman emperor, and uh, his, his name was, uh, his name was, um, excuse me, I've just forgotten his name. Oh, excuse me, yeah, Marcus Aurelius. <laughs> oh, boy, Marcus Aurelius. And um, this, this man, this philosopher, basically uh, adopted something like the Stoic school, which basically was, the world is what you deem it to be. The world is what you deem it to be. In other words, you can have any kind of day you want, no matter what the circumstances. Now, I think this is Stoicism, and frankly, I think that's a little dark. But if we add what we understand about Christ and his love for us, I think that changes everything. It makes us able to understand that given joy... And given sadness, given wonder, and given pain, our Lord is with us. He hung upon the cross for us. He died for us. And indeed, if you look at Paul's letter to the Romans, the 8th chapter, which we read today, you read a little bit about how the Spirit of God overcomes sin and death. Remember, sin really uh, is not a a complicated uh, construct. Uh, Perhaps Satan would have you think otherwise. But really, it's just putting something in front of your relationship with God so that God is diminished. Either someone thinks they're God or they think a possession is better than, or power is better than. That is sin, to place oneself above God. And if we need to look for examples, unfortunately, the whole human creation got off on rather a bad foot, didn't it? Because Adam was thrown from the garden because of this very problem. He wished to know What only God knows, the difference between good and evil. And because of that sin, the ultimate relationship with God 
in its glory, in its wonder, as is revealed in the paradisal garden, was, was reversed completely. And Adam was thrown from the garden. But remember, he was only the second betrayer of God. And the first was none other than Lucifer, who was as close to God as you could get. And yet, he decided to erect himself above God, place himself as God. And so, after a war in heaven, he was cast out. For an interesting summertime read, you may uh, consider Milton's Paradise Lost. Um, it does describe this in great detail, great and wondrous detail. And uh, it is somewhat uh, long. Uh, ben Johnson said, uh, this is a story of all eternity, which takes all eternity to read. <laughs> So, uh, but it's still very, it's, it's worth it. Though so you won't find very many people on the face of the globe that have truly read the whole book. But that was truly the first sin. And now you understand what it is that we do on a daily basis. We put ourselves first. And I think that overall, uh, the words from Romans, the word from St. Paul, is that our limitations as human beings will in fact crush us if we are not willing to put our hand in God's hand. If we are not willing to follow His commandments. If we are not willing to be as Jesus teaches us to be, and kind and loving and prayerful, and honest. All of these things allow us to overcome the limitations of our lesser nature, without a doubt. However, as we have heard in this agricultural story, in this particular time of the ordinary, it is crucial that we be aware that no matter what, our Lord Jesus Christ is with us. And that is because of the cross. In other words, the cross symbolizes, no, doesn't symbolize, actually is a manifestation of God's love for us and allows the indwelling of His, uh, indwelling of his Spirit in us. And as such, that which Marcus Aurelius has declared then becomes an opportunity for us to accept that yoke which we have. We have a yoke as human beings, but we, only, but we have a choice to love and follow God. And so that is our challenge. That is our purpose. And as we have heard uh, in these readings... I believe we can truly answer Rebecca in her grief and her despair. If it is to be this way, why do I live? And the answer is, no, it doesn't have to be this way. And that is why we do live. Thanks be to God. Amen.